So I know we usually start with the question of the week, but today we're going to go over an email that was sent to me throughout the week. Hey, Joe, my daughter, who's usually pretty honest, took a test, did poorly on it and tried to hide it at first. Middle school her is different, apparently. She hasn't done anything like this before. The grade matters, but I was more upset about the lying. Instinct is to punish her, but her mom is hesitant, curious what you'd suggest. So this is a buddy of mine, so he sent it to my personal email. But if you folks want to send an email like this and want me to weigh in on it, wakeupwarriorpodcast at gmail.com. I'll leave the email here in the description below. I'll obviously keep it anonymous and let me go through what I answered to my buddy. So first off, the middle school thing, completely get uh, I think we as parents forget whether we liked it or not, how transitional this period is. So um, so he has a daughter. So with a daughter especially, she's going through different changes than the boys. The boys kind of get like all great things. Like we get bigger and we get stronger and we get more aggressive. And um, the women obviously or young ladies go through similar things, but uh, the process is feels from my understanding, because I have not gone through this myself, feels very different. Um, so that's number one. Number two is, in at least Ava's case, she's going from two teachers, two personalities, to now seven. And imagine that at work, um, over the period of a couple months, you show up and have to, in your daily life, have to work with three times more people than you're typically used to, right? And they all are like bosses. So you go from maybe two bosses to now six or seven bosses and you have to report to all of them and they have all different uh, responsibilities and requirements of you. And I, I don't think we realize that at 11, that's a massive transition. That's big. And I'm starting to realize that as well. Um, the second thing is lying. So lying really comes down to a fear in all of us. When I lie, right? Hopefully I'm not lying. I'm 37 now, but when anyone lies, usually it comes down to, I'm afraid of something. When you cheat, which is a lie, it's because you're afraid of your partner, right? Because you could leave or you're afraid of losing the relationship. You know, you're holding on to something. When you lie to the police officer, you're afraid of getting a ticket. And when they lie, it's the same thing. Even if it's, you know, something as beautiful as like, oh, I'm afraid to disappoint my dad. I'm afraid to upset my dad. I'm afraid of, you know, there's some other things. Like I'm afraid to, um, I'm afraid of what might happen or the repercussions of lying, of, of telling the truth. And with a grade, if he says that the lying doesn't matter as much, make sure, right? Because this is where my style might be a little bit different. That's a me thing. If Ava's lying to me, it's a me thing. It's not an Ava thing. I haven't made it clear to her that she can come to me without judgment and tell me the truth. And that's a tough pill to swallow if you want to take that pill. If someone is lying to you, they don't feel comfortable enough to tell you the truth. So make sure to her that she understands that the trust that you have between you is more important than any grade and that you can get through anything as long as we know and know as soon as possible. He said, doesn't, he hasn't done anything like this before. No, said, tried to have it at first. So I was under the impression and it was, I was under the impression that did come clean. So like, 
how do you punish that? She eventually did come clean. Uh, I think we've all been in that situation. I personally, I think that punishments should also reinforce the thing that was broken. And it's really tough to punish lying in a way, right? I think that has to be a different conversation or question. How you could punish or, I guess, reinforce the grade, though, if you wanted to put something in place. Because for me, the bad grade at 11, and I know I made the same mistake, like when Ava went from fifth, where she did really well and needed no oversight, to sixth, um, she just needed a little bit more oversight. The routine had to be built a little bit different. Again, having to manage more, she we had to create, right? And at first, it was tough. And she was overwhelmed. I think it just makes sense. So first, she's overwhelmed. And then we created a system that now works for her. So if you wanted to punish something, I think real, realistically just reinforce the behavior that you want. If you want her to study, well, then it's mandatory studying. And it shouldn't be seen as a punishment, but more of like, hey, this is part of your process now, right? You, why, why, where is the leak? Why did you fail? Okay, well, then let's plug that leak with something that will help that thing. Um, that's kind of my flow. Um, I guess on this, in this instance, I'm kind of more on mom's side. I'm not going to punish Ava for that. Me and her are going to have a conversation about trust and how our trust is more important than any grade and most other things. Um, and you have to under, like, but that's also just my style, right? So if grades are paramount to you, well then, you know, maybe there is a punishment for the grade. Um, to me, I also look at myself and, you know, I, I, I don't do a hundred percent. Like I don't get a hundred percent on all the things that I do in my daily life on some things. Not, I'll, I also look at failure a little bit differently. Some things I do get, let's say a 45 and hopefully I have another opportunity. And if I don't, well then like, I mean, in the real world, it's not pass fail. And so when I look at school being a preparation for the quote unquote real world, there's way more learned from what happens after that failed test, if you take the opportunity to do that, then there is in just the failed test. You didn't understand that information. Okay, cool. Well, if the idea is knowledge, let's get that knowledge, but also let's put in place a way to not have this leak in the future. Uh, really appreciate the email. Hope you guys got some value out of that. And if you want something similar, I'm more than happy to do it. From my perspective, obviously, just one man's opinion. Uh, Thank you for that. Thank you for sending that. I guess uh, it's it's advice from a dad. We're going to call those dadvice. Yes, I'm out here giving dadvice now. Anyway, welcome to the Wake Up Warrior podcast, guys. I'm your guy, Joe. We're here to learn, grow, think a little bit differently. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe right away. Like right now. Like do that. And if you're on one of the podcast platforms, I think you should follow or subscribe. You also should leave a rating, right? I'm, I'm, I'm really great with five stars. And if you think this is shit, that's okay. Wait till the end of this one. And after that one, if you still think it's shit, well then, I mean, I don't know what to do. But give me another chance on another episode if you can. <laughs> um, today we got a nice little show to you. Today's tough topic though, right? Today's tough topic, which we've been doing, is about boundaries. I wanted to hop into this one because I have been noticing that people are setting boundaries and expecting others to uphold them right? Others to just respect the boundaries. And I think we have it backwards, right? The way we look at it right now is we're expecting to put up a, an electric fence for the dog 
and for the dog to shock themselves when they go outside the boundary. No, that's, that is, that is, that is our job, right? Also, like, first of all, please be clear. I'm not expecting you to shock people. Um, don't do that. Uh, cause you're going to go to jail, not me. But when it comes to the boundaries, we are supposed to make them clear, set them in place. Also make sure the, I mean, I don't want to say repercussions, but make sure that it's understood what will happen if that boundary is crossed. And then we are responsible for upholding that boundary. That is a tough conversation, but it is the conversation. For instance, I know some people who hate the conversation of like, when are you going to get married to so-and-so? Very clear. Hey, mom and dad, I love talking to you about a lot of things. This conversation, however, is putting a strain on our relationship. I would really appreciate if you didn't bring it up. And if you do bring it up, I'm going to just remove myself from the conversation. Maybe we can talk later or really just not at all for that, you know, for a certain amount of time. Now that is tough, right? Which is weird because we want to punish our punish our kids super easy. But when it comes to our peers and our parents, that's a difficult conversation. And then when mom and dad bring it up, like, hey, remember we tied that conversation, right? To, to uphold that. It's our job to shock them and then remove ourselves from the conversation if we feel that we need to do so. And there's, there's this idea, I put up the boundary. I can't believe you didn't respect it. No, like you didn't respect it because you said it. this is what you're going to do. And if that fence shocks the dog every third or fourth time, well, then he knows, he or she knows that we can try that fence. So if you only uphold the boundary every three to four times, well, then shoot, why am I not going to test it? All right, we have to be as consistent at holding up our own boundary. It is our responsibility, not theirs. I would love to hear your thoughts on this one and hear in the comments uh, when it comes to boundaries. Or what is a boundary if you feel so bold? What is a boundary that you have had real difficulty upholding? Or a way that you've been able to put a boundary in place and uphold it for those uh, who are going to struggle with it. I know I definitely have in the past, but that's today's tough conversation. It is not their responsibility to uphold your boundary. It is yours. Following through with that, hmm. <laughs> uh, we're going to move right along to the useful thing. Uh, I'm a big Garmin guy. And when I was preparing for my Ironman, I realized how important and amazing that the Garmin is. Now, if you're not doing an Ironman, you probably just checked out. But I promise you, when it comes to fitness wearables, I'm big on the Garmin and then the Garmin team. I would say first and foremost, battery life. Um, when I was looking at some of the other ones at the time, I know that the Apple Watch was in the conversation, some of the others. Uh, my watch, which is a little bit older, and some of the newer models are actually going longer. My watch goes for about a week without any issues on the battery. Uh, Ava had, I have the 945, the Forerunner 945. Ava has the Forerunner 45, and hers goes about four or five days. It's like the entry level. Hers is just kind of running. Mine is like one of those wham, bam, like does everything for you, tracks the sleep. Hers tracks sleep as well, but it tracks sleep. It tracks every sport. You can integrate sports if you need to. Um, it's it's water. It, it Mine does, well, no, it does what I need it to do. Um, but if you don't need that bad boy, then, you know, I will say one of the things that I saw compared to the other wearables, battery life on point. The second thing that I would say is customer service. 
I'm big, if you know anything about me, I'm big on warranties, big on customer service. Like we talked about the Yeti, that five-year warranty, mm, I'm in. Obviously, you're in on your product. And with Garmin, multiple times, uh, one, they're just replacing stuff. If they can't replace it, then they'll give you a discount, right? So uh, when I bought this one, it was because I had a 920 that didn't work well, uh, was fidgety. They gave me almost what I had put into that watch as a credit towards a new watch. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm in. When this one went down, uh, the first one that I got had like a glitch. And honestly, it was probably more of like me banging it up thing. Um, they sent it out. They said that was something that happened, but they sent me out a new refurbished watch. Um, they've always been customer service. have just been phenomenal. Um and uh, the metrics. I mean, me personally, I'm a metrics guy for my wearables. Super important for me to have. I'm a big pr progress guy. And to see comparisons into past performance, same thing with Ava when she was running. Um, and honestly, with her sleep as well, just to make sure, like, I mean, that, that for me is important. Uh, and I know some of the other watches do those things, but because of the fact that <laughs> the battery life isn't as good, uh, and charging it sucks. And that was the last thing. The one thing that I also loved about it is it takes an hour to get full. Like I'll, I'll usually go down only to about 20% and then I'll charge it all the way up and that it's an hour. So it's usually like in the car when I'm not walking and missing steps. Right. So, uh, I'm big on the Garmin family of products. Uh, we have had a, a few different products for myself and for Ava. Um, price comparisons are right on point, but also I think the quality of their product and customer services above the others uh, and i've tried um like what is that one i forget the one it doesn't it's not it doesn't matter because i stopped using it and here we are with team garmin the wellness tip of the week the jungle gym so obviously not the jungle gym but what i would say is too often when i'm talking with parents especially about their fitness in general it is oh i don't have enough time right like oh but i want to spend time with my kids and i want to and i think you should do those things right? Most kids, right? Don't mind going to the park, right? But if you can't go to the park, but maybe, maybe we can play a game inside the house. And, you know, I think too often fitness is put under these boundaries of gym or run or yeah, but fitness can also be, right? Exercise could also be, I'm going to hang out with my kid for 30 to 45 minutes and I'm not going to sit down, right? And maybe you need to start at 20. I'm not going to sit down. We're going to play that like balloon game where you can't, like your kid is going to love that. Your kid probably honestly isn't getting that because too often I go to the park and I'm hanging out with my kid as I'm sitting on the side on my phone, right? So put the phone down and just go to the park with your kid. Um, when I got a little bit older and Ava got a little bit older and she didn't want to necessarily hang out with dad the whole time me and my other girl dad friend would do laps around the park while we watched right we got the talk they got to play together the kids and i was also still getting activity in so i think we need to start looking at fitness differently right let's look at the amount that we're doing the but it's you know it's frequency intensity right that time and then just the technique or the thing that you're doing right so 100 percent like the jungle gym or just essentially using life as your gym, for me, is the thing. Um, I know we want to be focused and we want to be this caregiver, dads and 
and moms. We want to be these things, but we can also find time if we're focused on finding time, right? Instead of an excuse, just throwing it out there. Hero of the week. Love this one. Oh my goodness. I love this one. Dion primetime Sanders. I hope you're watching his Colorado team do their thing. What I love about Dion is this, why he is the hero of the week, because I think we can all say that a hero probably when they become quote unquote, the hero has an immense belief in themselves, but can the hero then spread that wealth of belief throughout the people that he is the hero for, right? Like the hero typically isn't just the hero for, oh my God, he's so heroic, but who does he protect? Nobody. Like that doesn't make sense. So can I catch the fish and then come back and teach the people to fish? And in this case, I guess belief is the fish, but he has an immense belief in himself based on what he has done. And he has been able to not on one team, but on two teams instill that belief into them. And I'm going to play a video for you here. Uh, so I'm going to shut up real quick and play the video for you. Usually God give me a word long before this, but he's been holding it. Because it's not about them. This is about us. This has nothing to do with the team that's opposing us. This is about us. This ain't got nothing to do with the naysayers, the, the unbelievers, the haters, the doubters. This is about us. When we started this journey, we told you it was going to be trying, it was going to be tough, but you endured because it's about us. That man next to you is a miracle. That man next to you is a believer. That man next to you is a go-getter. That man next to you is a dog. That man next to you is somebody who wants this thing. That man next to you is somebody who believes. That man next to you is somebody that got to have it today. We ain't got tomorrow. We got now. We ain't got next. We got now. We ain't coming no more. Now, after watching that video, I think you can get the idea that my man is one fired up. He's super hyped, but also he talks about what? What they are going to do. He's not focused, even in competition, he's not focused on what the other side is doing. He's focused on what he can control, and that is him and what his team can control, and that is themselves. Don't worry about the naysayers. Don't worry about them on the other side. We got to worry about us. Love that energy, that me versus me, we are undefeated type energy. Here of the week is Deion Sanders, which should make sense, but it's so interesting how winners who have always won are still doubted. They still, well, he's not a coach. He doesn't have the experience that these other guys do. Who cares? Your experience right now is showing that you don't have the experience, especially when top teams are losing to this team that went 1-11 last year, who, who they snapped a 27-game on-the-road losing streak. That is, some, that is belief and being able to share that in a way that builds a culture of that. Love it. Shout out to Dion. I hope they do really well this season. Uh, obviously, quote unquote, not expected to do well, but, you know, men lie, women lie. Numbers don't.
we're going to get out of here, but I want to leave you with this one here. Uh, the morning minute this morning is C's get degrees. So it is 2007, the start of Joe McMiller's senior year. And let me tell you, I was really excited to graduate college. I was ready to be done. Had a couple electives to take. So I actually take nutrition as one of them. So it's like, who cares? Not a big deal. I'll probably breeze through this. Everyone told me it was an easy class. It was. I did very, very, very little work and got a C minus. I went on, got my communications, my mass communications degree with a minor in advertising. And life was really, really good. I was excited. Got my degree. Now, I didn't get a C average. Like I did decent. But I got my got my degree and my little C minus in nutrition. Now we're gonna fast forward just a few years, nine of them exactly. I have a daughter now, and not only do I have a daughter, but I'm also trying to go back to school to chase a passion that I am excited about. I'm gonna be a personal trainer one day, and I'm gonna be one of the best. I'm gonna get my exercise science degree. I don't want to do anything else. And so I'm going over the requirements of this and speak with the advisor. And he says, yeah, okay, yeah, all you need is these prerequisites. One of them was nutrition. And guess what? In none of the required classes could you get lower than a C. So my C minus in 2007 in a class that I thought did not mean anything actually meant everything at the current moment so the semester before i was supposed to get in i had to retake nutrition which was extra time and extra money because it was now very much a requirement for what i wanted to do (sighs) honestly uh although it sucked what i did learn is this is we don't know the importance of everything that has happened to us right now We don't know that the work that we're putting in, where it's going to show up or show out for us. So when we're attacking anything, anything, let's make sure it has our full effort, attention, and that we're getting as much from it as we can. Where in life are you currently giving a C minus effort when you could give more? If you're getting a C minus and that's the most you have, go ahead. Do you, boo. But where are you giving a C minus when you know you have an A in you? Hmm. Something to think about. Take care and be well. Thank you all for checking out the podcast. Please rate it. And also, please, if you made it this far, please share it with some. I'm asking so many. Please, please, please share it with someone that you think might get a benefit from it. Take care and be well.